Fucking boy. I got a feeling this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> think <Maybe>. so, man. <laughs> fucking weather's nice, dude. Let's fucking get it going, boy. Fucking party. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Cheers. Cheers. Now look, here's a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I snakes yep yes you got it yeah i recognize that guitar tone anywhere which is totally. fucking mighty yes. and perfect perfect yeah exactly it is perfect i didn't get that one boys yeah. no no back by popular demand northern california's most eligible bachelor holly holly boy head of the house hey boys <laughs> what's going on guys so the last time we were on the podcast was i think the most listened to podcast that we've ever had it is the in best. which I told you. Yeah, yeah. And then it, I immediately said, like, probably just an accident. We haven't figured out the algorithms yet. So, yeah. But <laughs> so we're going to put it to the excited. test. <laughs> put it to the test here. Uh, yeah, dude. I think one of my buddies, I mean, he, he reposted something or other. And yeah, I don't know if that. So explain yeah. that to oh, me. Really? Because something. Is he famous? Oh, dude. Is it Guy Fieri? <laughs> dude, that guy's a fucking boss. Uh, no, it was my buddy, yeah, uh, Beto, um, Half Face Blades. He, dude, he did this fucking ridiculous podcast. It was so funny. It was with one of his buddies from high school that he was just telling, like, the most ridiculous Northern California stories, you know, growing up, like, dude, all, like, his dad and both of his brothers died in a plane crash. I mean, it's, wow. I wish I yeah. could recall the name, but yeah, if you look up, um, yeah, Spec Operator, um, Half Face Blades, I'm sure he's got, you know, some kind of post on there about the podcast that they did. Yeah. And I listened to that and I was just fucking crying, dude. It was so funny, man. I mean, the guy is just, he's the Was he talking guy. about his brother and dad dying? I, no, I, <laughs> I was, I was fucking crying. <laughs> I was crying laughing. All right. We're taking things right off here. Okay, yes. okay. So here we go. <laughs> we usually don't try to get canceled till after the first hour. Oh, man. dude. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You sent me that picture as you and I on the mats. We just got done rolling. Yeah. It was yeah. on some guy's Spotify page. I was like, like, I don't know. How does this work? And yeah. I looked, I'm like, holy shit. Like this is, there's like tens of thousands of people like looking at this. Yeah. 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 So no, I, I could, because I sent him. The podcast that we had done yeah and he's like oh fuck dude i gotta hear about this i was like yeah i was telling him about the fucking you know navy story and all that shit and he's like oh dude that's a fucking good one paulie because you know he was 
he he played part in that. That was yeah, a great so, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this time this is uh we'll call this what? Fucking Thailand Volume Three, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just got back from, just got back Thailand, from Thailand. Three yeah. weeks? Uh two weeks. Yeah. Uh huh. I was there. I mean, well yeah, basically twelve days. I mean, uh in transit, the time you spend getting out there from so SFO to Hong Kong. That's that's the only thing that deters me from taking those trips because I have two things on my bucket list, and I haven't been to Thailand, I've been to Denmark, which is like where half my family's from. Sure. It's like I really want to get back there, and the only thing, the hurdle is is the is the travel is the flight. I don't I, think I don't, I don't think you'll do well. No, no, I won't. I no. yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah, that you should go with your family, but fly on a separate flight. So right, they don't have to like, deal a, with like a private kind of a jet. Where can, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> which, which is to say, it's not even. We've talked about this a bunch. It's not even so much that I don't mind. Some people are afraid of flying. No, which I'm not. Dude, a private jet flight over there would be fucking awesome. I did a It'd private. Be so much fun. My buddy who is from Means, I guess we'll say from where. Uh, he uh, they oh, means they like has means. Yeah, he's yeah. well off. Gotcha. Yeah, and he uh, hit me up. He's like, do you want to go on a private fly fishing trip? I was like, I, I have no, I was touring at that time. I was like, I have no money. Like, I'm waiting to go on tour again. He's like, if you can make it down to this place, Southern California, down the San Diego area, I'll take care of everything else. Like, everything's taken care of. And I got down there, scraped the money together, flew down there. He had a private driver pick us up from his area in North County, San Diego. Airport was 15 minutes away, dropped us off. By, I think at nine, by eleven thirty, we were in a bar in Montana, like having drinks with a fishing guide. I was like, oh "My God, holy shit!" Yes, yeah, private I jet. I was like, "It is the way to go." I remember like proactively telling us, "I was like, don't get used to this. Like this yes. is this is like for other no. kinds yeah. of people." He's My serious. cousin. This is for a... people that go to the other side of the world and preach about climate change, not for not for people like you. <laughs> My cousin has a plane, and I've never been on it. Yeah, but apparently, it's really nice. Dude, yeah, I've, I've it never, is the way to travel. I've never been on one, but I mean, just dude, even like premium economy on the way home, I felt like a fucking baller. I f- I flew to India once. Oh shit! Man. And it was no fucking joke. Boy, my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most excruciating, awful trip you can ever take. Oh, that's brutal. I mean, it took over twenty four hours to yeah. get there. It was, and you're sleeping on. You have l- weird layovers and weird countries. And you're sleeping in an airport in the most uncomfortable situation, you know, six hours at a time in the middle of the night. It's just fucking brutal. Yeah. Was it like that for you? Uh, part, yeah, kind of on the way home. Um, on the way there, uh, Jake and I, um, our buddy Jake Hargrove, uh, we had the same flight out there. And it was funny because <laughs> he goes, yeah, what seat are you? You know, I was like, ah, uh, thirty something. He goes, Oh, I'm like seventy some odd. I was like, Oh, you're so you're sitting in the back with the fucking bums. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I like You're up in first class and like, in thirty. Am, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, the premium economy, I mean, for the Dude, tell me at some point you didn't walk back because they got that little that little curtain. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like you Jerry Seinfeld has that joke, like maybe if you would have worked a little harder, and shut the curtain. You went and shut the curtain, like looked at, made like eye contact with him, and like. Mm. He was so far back on the plane, I couldn't even do that. <laughs> couldn't even find him. I couldn't even fucking see him. And He's I, yelling, <laughs> yeah. Jake! Yeah, 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 yeah. Jake! <laughs> 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 
Yeah, yeah, dude. No, so yeah, the the premium economy, you know, it was like for the flight out there, it was only fifty bucks more. So I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking no brainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get one. So I've actually never done a flight, you know, in one of those like pod deals as much as I want to. Pod, like the pods where you can like they have like the true you know, like, like you have the true like serious first class business like your like reclines into a couch. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's like a living room, right? One yeah, day yeah. that's got to be expensive. I mean, because with kids and pets and the whole deal, it's really <laughs> nice. It's really <laughs> yeah, nice. It's a twelve-hour family. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's well into the thousands. You know, so there. I mean, someday I'll do that. But um, you want to use my family for twelve hours? <laughs> yeah. If you want to have sex with my wife, it's going to cost you extra, though. <laughs> got the gears going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, so I run it by her first. I, I gave us at least 30, 40 minutes before everything went off the rails. <laughs> well done. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. All right, boys. <laughs> but yeah, so nonetheless, yeah, uh, flying out there, like I had this reclined seat. It was fucking awesome. Me and Jake were just fucking house and drinks. And yeah, it, like I it took a volume and I just fucking <laughs> crashed the fuck out. Like I was done, you know, nice. for probably, yeah, six, seven hours maybe. But then, you know, I woke up and I'm just like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? You know, can't order any more drinks. I don't know. So I just start watching movies. I was trying to read a book, um, uh, Choke, but, or no, this is actually, <laughs> Choke was the. Uh, Choke's a great book. Well, it's it's breathe actually breathe uh, breathe by uh, oh uh, Hicks and Gracie yeah, exactly right. choke is a documentary that's the one from like the nineties oh I'm thinking of uh, choke is a short story by um, guy who wrote Fight Club I'm blanking on his name right now um, Tyler Durden Tyler <laughs> thank you <laughs> Brad Pitt yeah <laughs> um, no so nonetheless I'm trying to read and like trying to fall back asleep or whatever and you know just watching I actually watched. Um, God damn it! Good, uh, Goodwill Hunting, great fucking movie, by the way. It's a great movie. Did you? I, yeah, dude, I've, I, I actually, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, so nonetheless, so like, all right, trying to kill time, literally just pacing up and down the aisles, doing like push-ups and shit, and just like fucking, I'm serious, <laughs> weirding dude. out the other, yeah, just like weirding out the other people that are all, you know, have shades over their eyes and earplugs in. I'm just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, when's this gonna end? You know, so. Yeah. Get to <clears throat> Hong Kong. The only thing that was open, because we got there, I think, like 6.30 in the morning, and the only thing that was open was a Burger King, and they were serving beer. <laughs> so <laughs> we got, like, <laughs> we got like a fucking Whopper and, uh, like, a glitch and, I don't know, whatever, like a big, tall pint of some beer. So we're sitting Why there. is it not okay to serve beer in Burger Kings in America? Seems like every other country is down with beer I mean, and the yeah, Burger King. It's, yeah, it's dude. Aside it, aside from Waffle House, they should serve alcohol everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> why not Waffle House? <laughs> have you seen the videos have about you, Waffle have House? Have you not <laughs> seen? Maybe that's dude. the problem. You talk about Fight Club. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Everyone just needs to have a beer and mellow out. Chuck, oh, man, Paul Newick. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, that's the guy who wrote yes. Chuck. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Oh, oh, Great, man. fucking amazing book, dude. There's another one. Holy fuck! What's it about? Uh, I think it's Jiu-jitsu? a collection. It's a collection of him talking about writing short stories, and he um, intersperses the short stories in there. Is it a mo- Is it a book about like uh, when you're about to do something great and then you just fail? No, it's not that kind of choke. No. What's yeah. it? What's it about? 
I just told you. <laughs> you just said it was a book about short stories. It's a bunch of different short stories, and it's a story of like okay. he tells it in this. Sounds really interesting. <laughs> it no, is. dude. No, uh, so there's another one, dude. I'm trying. To, it's Survivor, and it's this guy that I think he goes to. It's same, same, um, same author, uh-huh. and I think he goes to work in like a fucking um, like mortrium or or the mortrium. What is it, Mortrium or mortuary. mortuary? Mortuary. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mortuary. Atrium. Rather, there's Jake right there. Oh, there he is. Jake, come on in. Should I come in? Yeah. Keep yeah, he he goes to work in a mortuary, and yeah. <laughs> yo 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 yo. <laughs> Why don't we get him on the fucking dials too? What's I going think on that's here? a good idea. Yeah. Can we get him mic'd up? Absolutely. <laughs> We're working on it. All right. Yeah, so no, dude, there's just the gnarliest tales of of him, like, it, it gets fucking dark. But that's yeah. it, That's another good one is, yeah, Survivor. Yeah. By, uh, yeah, Chuck, Chuck Falanchik. Uh, hey, baby, baby. Uh, something like that. Paul Newick. Paul, Chuck Paul. Jake, you know this. Okay. It's your book. I borrowed from you. Choke. Huh? Choke. Choke. Oh. Choke. The book. It's uh, from what I remember. It, it's a bunch of short stories, but he's writing about. He does his own version of like he he joins like a writing troupe, like a writing group. Yeah, haunted. That's it. Yep, there it is. So now we have Jake joining us. So both the two boys that went to fucking Thailand and just got back, and they're going to regale us. I was just telling him about how you fucking had to sit in the bum section on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just up there in the fucking upper class with my fucking pinky out, like, searching for you just to talk shit. But <laughs> yeah. What was it like back there slumming it? Not comfortable, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's a good it's a growth experience, right? Yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah. doesn't kill you. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it was, uh, the trip trip there was. We were just talking about pretty great compared to the trip home. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Tell us about the trip home. Yeah, you were fucking dying, huh? Oh yeah, you got food poisoning oh. like right before you came back. Right? I'm almost positive that the meal I ate in the airport prior to boarding the plane to leave Thailand is the cause of uh, a foodborne illness that I contracted. Um, <laughs> felt fine getting on the plane, but it was, it came on really quick within an hour or two, I was sweating and shivering and having to take frequent trips to the bathroom. I remember one of the worst food poisoning stories I ever heard was from my girlfriend's dad a long time ago. And he was talking about like just violently ill, same thing, just Coming out of both ends, the killer boo, as we call killer it. Killer boo. As we call it. The only safe place is the bathtub. Fortunately, there is none in the... There's probably up where you were sitting. I'm sure there was a bathtub. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, back where Jake was sitting. I don't think they had a bathtub. No, back where the peasants. But he just told this, like, long-winded story about just, the, you know, the the trials and tribulations, just the, the, the worst, just, you just, he draws you into it. He was a good storyteller. I was like... And at the end, I go, like, where did you eat? He's like, well, it was from something I ate at the airport. And he goes, I'm like, what, what do you think it was? He goes, 
Uh, I ordered some oysters. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you ordered oysters from the airport. Yeah, that's on you, my man. (laughs) Dude, I rolled a dice on the first day getting seafood uh, pad thai. But Jake, I mean, like we know the pro tip. Like you have to take these little, you know, probiotic drinks basically every morning. You guys were taking antibiotics too, right? Uh, Me, no. I don't know. No, no antibiotics. Yeah. I thought no. there was like a prophylactic antibiotic that you were talking about. No, uh, that's what Polly's talking about. It's a probiotic. Probiotic, so, okay. Yeah, so you just kind of keep your gut biome, as it were, yeah. uh, reinforced with, uh, you know, just, I don't know, if the lactobacillus or whatever uh, fermented. It's just like fermented milk. It's like these little yogurt drinks. So like, is that something, if you want to save some time, can you drink the whole thing at once at the beginning of the week and just see how it works out for you and see so you don't have to take it every day? Is there a story? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wake up every morning and just have one of these things, and I'm like, all right, I can fucking... I felt like I was Superman. Like, I could just go eat whatever the fuck I wanted, and that was one of the first meals that i had like down at the beach was yeah seafood pad thai and i remember posting this shit or whatever on instagram and we're just like dude what are you doing man? <laughs> just like rolling the dice baby <laughs> like let's fucking go for it and it was fantastic and i had zero repercussions from it you know so yeah i had a seafood dish before i left to the airport and i the whole time I was thinking to myself, this is this is a risky move, um, and but this was at a restaurant that was run by this family that happened to they opened up this the front of their house was a restaurant and it was three doors down from the Airbnb I was staying at and it was I I just discovered it and I was like this is some of the best Thai food I've ever had in my entire life, and the the dude and his wife and their daughter they 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 ran the place, and I, I just I'd eaten there so many times I was like. I, I'm, I'm doing it. I got like a seafood Tom Yum soup and it was great. And the more I think about this and I'm connecting dots, you know, this airport food that I got, it was set up like a, a street cart noodle situation, but in the airport to the effect where they had, I couldn't tell if it was actual meat hanging on hooks or if this was a like an aesthetic. That was, it's Animatronic all, rats, like yeah, kind of yeah, going yeah, back yeah. and forth. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I something in there. You took all good. of the sketchiest things and put them into one establishment. <laughs> oh, it's so quaint, though. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, but I, I ate it, and I specifically remember texting someone, going, "I'm I'm almost positive, if sadness was a flavor." That's what it was. How bad was it? It was fucking bad. So it, if I had walked, if someone had walked into the bathroom that you were living in for eight hours and you're between your connecting flights with a gun, would you have begged them to shoot you? It's hard to, it's hard to say. I was almost reveling in the misery. It's, it's, it's because when you, when you're that far away from any sort of reprieve, you know, I'm in, I'm in Korea. I'm almost too weak to move. I'm miserable in every physical aspect that you could possibly be miserable in. It's difficult to not, I I suppose people of a certain mindset are like this more than others, but I'm just like, this is, this is memorable. (laughs) I I was lucky to not be born with a 
suicidal gene, but the closest I've ever come to suicide besides being forced to look at someone's vacation photos is having food poisoning. I was like, I just yeah. I fucking, I, I don't think I can handle this anymore. I've been so sick in Mexico before that if someone had walked in the room with a gun, I'd be like, just, just fucking just do, it. do it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a certain mindset where if you have a memory of something so, I mean, not like traumatic where it's like, you know, not like some sort of abuse situation, but like a situation where I was in, where it's like just bad stuff, far away, no help, you know, nobody, nobody to, support you in any way and just the clock is what you're staring at until the time ends essentially you know it's like there's a at a certain point i'm gonna if i live long enough through this i'm gonna be back in the united states and taking real medicine and you know there 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 is an end to this but uh you know when you're so far you know you're 12 hours away from this you're 16 hours away from this you know and you're just in a state of misery it's it's something you ultimately can probably look back on and just say, well, you know, fuck it. Dude. That was fun. Yeah. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I would, character. Cho- I would choose yeah. to not do that a second Great story. Time. <laughs> that dude, that's, that's like, uh, the second time we went out to, uh, to Thailand, the first Craig Jones camp in 2019, when I got that staph infection, like on my butt cheek, dude, I was, Oh, you've told that story about how you uh, had to come home on the plane. Oh my god! And you couldn't sit right, dude. I couldn't like I couldn't sit on anything right. I remember sending Jake a picture of this, and he's like, "Do not touch it. Do not fuck with it." And I didn't. And you know, I'm just. But like, it's in your ass, so that's kind yeah. of nonsense. Well, yeah. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, How do you keep like, your hands out of your butthole? Really, can't really stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta dig around in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but dude, I was waiting like, for my keys. <laughs> I just remember, dude. So the the highways out there is like faces of death type shit. Like if you get run over, nobody's fucking looking at you. And I remember I was driving to the hospital. I had no service on my phone. I just had screenshotted like the route that I was going to take. And it starts pouring fucking rain. And I go into the 7-Eleven. I put on like a poncho and I'm sitting basically on my left ass cheek driving down this insane highway where trucks are just barreling by, and I finally find this hospital. I'm just sitting there laughing, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is one of the craziest things that could ever possibly happen in my life. And by the time I show up, there's no English-speaking doctors, and I show them a picture of this thing that's on my butt. And of I'm, your butthole. Hey, dude, yeah. <laughs> my butt. <laughs> my muffler and dude so i show them this feeling cute might text later (laughs) (laughs) i show them this picture and i was like right here this hurts very bad and like they just they didn't know what it was you know it was like like jujitsu wrestling like staff i think i have and just like staring four feet through me why were you speaking like that he does that in thailand (laughs) i do that i do that i really does i have fucking I seriously do. I don't know why. It, he thinks if he chops that help the majority understand? of the words out of the sentence. I had a boss like that. <laughs> so he used to do the same thing. He's talking to dudes. These Mexican dudes that spoke no English. He's like, you have the thing for me, you know? I'm yeah. like, dude, you have Spanish wood, English. Wood? Bucket? I Roof. 100% do that. It like subconscious. I don't know. Yeah, so. I just roll with it. I'm yeah, just... Dude, Jake just sitting across the table just looking at me, just drinking a beer. He's just like this fucking dumbass. As he dude. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like 
Oh, Polly boy. Speaking of the staff, though, because I remember at the old academy when you went to Thailand, it's like I didn't even really know you, but you came in and we're just sitting on the floor. I remember it was a Saturday, I mean, like a Tuesday morning class, either Tuesday or Thursday, and your leg looked like it was the, your whole leg. It looked like you were about to lose your leg. That was another one of those experiences right. similar to this one where it's just yeah. like, I, I mean, Dude. that trip home, which I like almost lost my leg. Uh, to a staph infection on an island. You on first class on that? Were you? I, actually, I was. Oh, very yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, Polly. Someone, someone, someone took care of me. No, he went up me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone did. That was the, the flight champagne home. on your. So he goes out. Was first class actually the out, highlight yeah. of the trip. Honestly, that was just like trying not to let the drugs take effect of me, so I could enjoy that uh, yeah. status. But you had to take a scooter ride to the boat yard. Yeah. You had to take a boat ride from one island to another island. And uh, I remember that. I think you had, you could fly from that island back to Bangkok, and then from Bangkok to Hong Kong, and from Hong. So this is this is a this is a journey, and I could barely walk. Yeah, and I'm fighting off. You know, I had <clears throat> laid in bed for two days, fighting off infection. Wow, um, barely functional, and it was like people are back home. We're like, we just got to get them back here, and so, you know, but who's gonna do the? Nobody's gonna do the journey for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was. It was crazy, man. And uh, but dude, not not to cut not to cut Jake off, but okay. So I remember this was like two days in a camp, and I remember I get this text. He's like, "Dude, I'm like fucked up," and I go, "All right." Oh, it happened right right in the beginning. It was were. like right in the beginning. What, like two three days in, maybe? We had been in Thailand for a little yeah, while before yeah, this. We, we had, yeah, we got there before the camp by almost a week i think or something like that but yeah yeah we were messing you know we're dude having a good time whatever we, it was like kotao kosamoy and then yeah i remember it was day three into camp and he's like dude like i am i'm hurting like i'm dying i was like what's up man and i go in there he's got the heater cranking and he's like dude he has the heater on dude he has a Thailand. heater Thailand. on can you meanwhile, find it, dude? Meanwhile, in Thailand, how do you find a heater in dude, Thailand? <laughs> meanwhile, it's like I would say probably ninety degrees, like hundred percent humidity outside, and this guy is just jacked. Yo, dude, just go outside. No, no, <laughs> and he's just and he's just sitting in there. The just, window, they are open, like a ghost. Yeah, that's bad, and dude. And I was like, oh my god, man! Like I've never seen somebody in such poor shape that I fuck. I was like, dude, please let me know <laughs> when you get back, man. Like, are you like? I still please, have, please let me know when you're fucking. I all right, still have dude. that vivid yeah. memory of you sitting on the mats because you were telling someone else a story. I was like, oh, I got a staph infection, messed with my leg. I remember looking down at your leg, like, oh my Jesus! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I did not well, that, see that. That was another thing, you know. I talk about the the airport trip home recently. Um, you know, from airport meal to suffering being such a short time span. You know, generally food poisoning can take a while to kick in, and yeah. this stuff was just so virulent that it just ran through my system and kicked off in like two hours probably uh same case for the staph infection on my leg you know i like red bump on my leg and i like picked at it or poked at it or something and from 9 30 p.m where i went to bed not feeling great mm -hmm. uh that turned into a night full of again you know shivering and sweating and the next morning i couldn't walk yeah so you go from you know I'm, that I, sounds like a I, pretty severe. If we could put, if we could put a metric on levels of misery, killer boo being when you're vomiting and shitting, and the only safe place being the bathtub. What do you think is worse, staph infection or killer boo? I think the worst would be 
going out to dinner at a restaurant that you really like, pulling up in the driveway and discovering that the restaurant's closed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the geez, worst. I didn't even think about that. Hey, that's, dude, I, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. 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 No. I think I'm with you on that <laughs> one. You want to put a metric on this? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, Paulie actually brought up a good point uh, about the the road system there, and I, I brought this up to you recently. Okay. Yes, I want to talk about the this. origin of free driving. Free driving. It is so insane. Uh, you know, because long this is like Goodman Street days yeah. stuff, where yeah. we're talking about this, and uh, the term free driving got coined, but it was based almost entirely off the Western understanding of roads, right. how they work, how they're supposed to work. You're supposed to be told what to do and when to do it, essentially, based right on of signage, line, right? right? Um, over there, there being fucking mostly anywhere but here, honestly, um, just don't die and don't kill anybody else is essentially... I. I do think... Kind of like the non-aggression principle of driving, right? I think there are some laws as it pertains to like merging in because so you got a you got a road that's just going let's say east west and then you're coming in from like the north and you got to pick a direction to go to it was really difficult to tell if people were slowing to let me in based on i'm cool or this is the way things work around here yeah uh but again the roads get bigger and all that shit flies out the window yeah. you're on a let's say a four-lane highway yeah, yeah. Did you get the feeling yeah. though that the, that the locals had kind of a, more of an understanding of the the courtesies, the right of ways? The I've like... been to Thailand, I think, seven times now, and this this trip was the first time I ever pulled up to an intersection like that, where I was just like, I don't, I, it's free driving out here, and I got, I did sort of get the impression that some people were expecting something from me, which made me think that there might be some some actual... Some unspoken code that you're not picking I, up on? Maybe there's a pamphlet somewhere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Could be a... Dude, I, and I, I, I was... The cliff feeling, notes of free driving. Dude, I was feeling the same thing because, I mean, you get to these you get to these intersections where there's maybe like a flashing yellow light. There's no, there's no stoplights. There's no red, you know, yellow, green, whatever you get to these there's just the occasional science says good luck yeah no well and i mean you kind of make eye contact with this person and they kind of like rev a little bit or uh, and you just kind of follow i was following most of the bigger vehicles because you know you're on a scooter so if one of those things gets blasted i mean you're like fuck okay this is <laughs> yeah i guess you're drafting in front of me drafting, you know? it's for, yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much makes sense so we have we had talked about the origins of free driving and well we talked about it long time ago on this podcast is we talked about well it was the beginning of the pandemic we realized like i don't think they're enforcing any laws right we're like let's just do whatever we want i'm like man i drive down the uh hov lane all the way down to work like no one's we check oh, we, we double check the law criminal. enforcement you know they said uh <laughs> you know we're not we're not enforcing anything you can do whatever you want and then jake brought up he's like actually if you remember like remember talk about coined the term free driving as I was talking about in in uh, Thailand, you told me a story, and as soon as he said it, like it popped in my mind. I'm like, oh shit, that that is the origins of free driving. I remember. So we brought it back here to the states. Well yeah. done, sir. And I appreciate. <laughs> I, I really like the way you say Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> Thailand. 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 Yeah. Oh, Nord. Uh, he's of <laughs> Nordic way Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. Thailand. New Finland. <laughs> see what else we got um tell us about the jujitsu there yeah let's yeah, talk about the actual training that shit was fucking fun man that was there's a lot of fucking 
There's a lot of good dudes out there. Yeah, that was cool. Some fucking tough guys. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu tourism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Jake, you got tapped to go over to AKA and, and teach over there, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a... What's that? What's AKA? AKA is American Kickboxing Academy, and it is headquartered out of San Jose. It is the gym that... It's got a... That gym's got a long story. Um, it's like people like Luke Rockhold, Daniel Cormier, Khabib, I think, came out of. Yeah. Um, Star-studded place. It was uh, Mike Quickswick that... Um, I think he, he started the camp out there, yeah? The one in Thailand, yeah. but the one here... Is, Thailand. I mean, yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, so, longer story. Thailandia. In case you have any actual uh, jujitsu or MMA historians that listen to this um there's a guy named crazy bob cook who got that name because he used to drive literally i think it was like four hours one direction to train a long time ago when you know places to train weren't so ubiquitous um and he was uh, like a bay area dude you know he's driving to san jose to aka a long time ago uh, he was one of the founding members, and back when I used to train with the Lions then, Jerry Bolander out of Napa, and the scene was a lot smaller, you know, the Caesar Gracie team here in the Bay Area, the Lions then, um, there were some other, like, smaller teams, but uh, everybody hated each other. Your gym, like, the political scene back then uh, was unlike anything else. Like, if you even knew anybody from another school, you, you might get ostracized from your gym. Was um, it violent? The fighting? The polit the political <laughs> no like like the political part between the two teams like was there like it was all violence yeah what the fuck do you think dude yeah it was complete violence it was a little violent yeah. um, I, I just mean was it like so bad that it was you were out to not murder but uh you know hurt the people from the other schools oh yeah absolutely um I mean I I've been in this stuff so long I've forgotten stories that would be cool for this podcast Is it still but like, that contentious no no not at all it's it's too uh diluted it's too watered down you know there's too many people trying to make money off a family that wants to train you know a long time ago you know jim here you know the the idea was tossed around paint the windows black and don't advertise and just have this be a place for fighters only. There's no recreationalists. This is an attitude that does not uh, hold any monetary uh, merit or scale. So, you know, because I mean, how many fighters are you going to have that are paying your bills versus, you know, right. families yeah. of four, you know, it's whatever. Um, how many, you know, you're going to, if you're going to have more plumbers here paying their dues than you are pro fighters. Right. Um, so that, that doesn't scale. Um, but that said, you know, that's where we are today. Long time ago, this was, you know, let's say mid to late nineties. Uh, this stuff was really grassroots, really, um, uh, you know, it reminds you me like, cause you and I have talked about this a bunch. When you tell those stories, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's another extension of punk rock as we talk about like the early days of like hip hop. It's like. No, no one's going to make any money doing this. We're just doing it because we fucking love it and we believe in it. And it's like this super, like, insular, like, closed club. Like, we're not looking for new new members. You know what I mean? We're like, we're kind of doing our own thing. We invested all this into this thing that's, like, it's never going to fucking pay off. Like, that's that's unheard of. It would become a thing. Yeah. The, the, the ability to create wealth for yourself 
through being something uh, as um, specific as a jujitsu spe- uh, practitioner or specialist uh, didn't come around until the, the onset of social media. Um, guys like David Terrell, um, you know, I, I've trained at uh, New Wave under John Denner and had a spe- you know a conversation with him once about Dave Terrell. You know, he said you know, introduced to John by Jake Shields as a Dave Terrell black belt, and you know, Don Hertz kicks up the conversation about Dave, asks how he's doing. They they met a long time ago, and you know, he says you know Dave was always one of those guys who you know could have just been like if he was around today doing his thing, he could have been you know whatever, you know, to the status that like Gordon Ryan is or something right. like that. But there was no, you know, nobody even had a camera on their phone back then, you know. We yeah. were, so, Dude, that was one of the coolest experiences, by the way. And I still thank you for that to this day. When we got to train over at Roke over there, it was just, it was fucking insane, man. Just those guys are on just such another level. And the way that Donaher, I mean, that he instructs, it's like, you either get it or you don't. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> yeah, unique it's, experience it's, it's over a there. Very unique experience, yeah. That's that's a that I've listened to you of several interviews from Donner. That's a fascinating guy, dude. I mean, like we walk. He has, that, he has that bizarre intellectual, like lineal brain of like this, this step, this step, this step, and he just took that model and applied it to jujitsu one day. It seems like, and it's just it, though to hear people like that break break things down intellectually like that is fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, he's a philosophy. He's like a PhD philosophy or something. PhD, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, also he's got a lot of history of working rash guards. The security, yeah, a lot of rat wearing rash. He did security in New York. Um, so where a philosophy major and a nightclub bouncer intersect <laughs> with, is where you find this yeah. guy, right? So, um, but you know, he he grew up in a similar environment as you know I did on the East coast, you know, Caesar and Half were a group out here, but before Caesar and Half were a group out here, uh, you know, Caesar and Half and Henzo were all like, you know, yeah. together in another part of the world. So, you know, these guys all moved to the United States and sort of ran to different sections of the map to set up their little bases. And, you know, so what, Similar mentality. It all comes from the same place. So that guy, that's a PhD in philosophy. Um, you know, he's he still had whatever part of his brain was, you know, held interest with um, the ability to learn a way to fuck somebody up, yeah. <laughs> not just like you know. <laughs> that's something that we always we always geek out about. It's like you really talk about these people that are really really good at this kind of stuff it's like they're fucking nerds like in a good way like i mean not as a pejorative but it's like they just have that ability to just intellectually engage in just minute details over and over and over and over and become uh, like you, super good at something jiu-jitsu is kind of correct me if i'm wrong here but for my you're probably wrong probably <laughs> but for my very like uh nubile uh experience with jiu-jitsu a total nerd at jiu-jitsu can figure out the techniques and be good at it, whereas someone that's big and strong and athletic can also, you know, just through their sheer size and strength, be good at it. But the person that's uh, just able to nerd out on it, because technique is so forward in jiu-jitsu, can actually end up in a 
uh, a higher level than someone that's just sheerly powerful, right? I mean, I mean, it right? depends I mean, on what, you, what the individual brings to the table. But I think know. that other, yeah. you know, if you, you think, think about fighting in general, you would always think that like the person that's bigger and more athletic is going to have an advantage. We'll take women, for example. Like, I feel like women who get good at jujitsu are going to be uh, more capable of battling a man, just your ma average man off the street, than a woman who gets good at boxing, for example. A woman that gets good at boxing tries to battle a man off the street. I don't know. The odds are still kind of even in there. But, uh, you, you know, know it's, it's a difficult analogy to latch on to. But even before I started training, I... I had this thought process about fighting comparative to other, for lack of a better term, sports. You know, I'd say uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to go against a pro basketball player and beat him at, you know, making baskets. Uh, but I feel like because of the nature of an actual fight, you could take kind of anybody and put them against anybody else. And there's always that chance that they could pull something off in jujitsu mm -hmm. uh, well in a fight or anything in right? a fight in any fight yeah in, in, in any fight like I'm I was, talking. i think what you're saying applies to not just jujitsu but a guy with stand-up or muay thai or anything i don't know i feel like you a man so? like just a man is gonna uh, just have a such a stronger punch if a man punches a woman in the face like that's so are like are you so talking violent about, are you talking about just technique or just strength i mean like what like where are you going with that? Because the one of the first days at the camp, this was this is fucking hilarious. There's these two fucking like rugby league fucking just Neanderthals that walk in there and J me and Hargrove are looking at these guys and he's like, fuck. And I'm thinking, <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and dude, I'm thinking the same fucking thing. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I, I really don't want to fuck with these guys. One of them was a black belt. One of them was a blue belt. And, and jujitsu. Yeah. And uh, Craig, he like kind of does the introduction. He's like, everybody raise your hand. You know, it's black belts, brown belts, you know, purple belts, blue belts. We don't give a fuck about the white belt, so fuck you guys. <laughs> so we all kind of partner up in our own little, you know, fucking groups, whatnot. And then I realized that one of those guys was a fucking blue belt, one of the Neanderthals that he got stuck with, which, by the way, he had to do like a shark tank with these two fucking... How, dude, how how heavy do you think those guys were, probably? Uh, these guys were somewhere between uh, 220 and 240. I mean, Jesus. And, dude, yeah, and I mean, just like, and the one motherfucker, he was like an ex-bodybuilder, you know, like completely yeah. on the gear, just jacked as shit. I was, I managed to tap him twice, and he's like, mate, are you on the fucking gear? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I go, No. He's like, what, like, what do you do? You know, I was like, I, I working, I work in construction, <laughs> and he goes, oh fuck. He's like, oh, okay, all right, we got a tradee, and blah 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 blah, and he goes on with these stories. But some of these guys that you you get over there, it's just like they're these fucking science fiction creatures. Well, these guys, uh, these it's, two it's, dudes he's describing are from Perth, yeah. um, <laughs> and they weren't the only uh, individuals from Perth that seemed to fit this mold they're, they're they're cranking them out in perth western australia uh that i mean these dudes are comic book character like, like superhero legit legit type. Yeah. like they're they're taller than you 
they're huge. The you know they're full Chad, yeah, one hundred percent Chad bread, and uh, <laughs> it's just like it, it was almost a joke. Like oh yeah, yeah. let me let me guess Perth, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, but now the camp was good. Um, it was great. Techniques man. were good. Uh, this is this was my at least fourth Craig Jones Thailand camp. Um, Craig is a good dude. Uh, super, super fantastic at jujitsu. Great teacher. Dude, he's Canadian. one of the most down to earth fucking dudes ever. I mean, you just bullshit with him, you know, and like. You go have a beer, whatnot, and he was like, "Yeah, you want to have a piss?" It's like, "Yeah, cool, cool." And yeah, I mean, just graded instructing. You know, you can ask him any question, and he's not gonna, you know, I don't know, like be condescending or anything like that. Like, <laughs> he's he's always off for a good banter too, because we were doing this uh, octopus guard, and we're you kind of do this reach round. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you're no fucking." Uh, <laughs> You're not new to the reach round, are you, mate? Just like, ah, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's like I'm just a little out of practice, you know. But yeah, dude. I mean, all the there. I, was a, I've yet to meet an Australian to this day who didn't have the, one of the most amazing senses of humor. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, dude, they're on a, just a fucking island out there that was what you know established by fucking prisoners. Criminals. Yeah, yeah, criminals. Yeah, it's so. a penal colony. Makes you wonder how they ever did, agreed to give up their guns, doesn't it? Well, then you learn. You know the story behind that. Do you know the Do you know the crime that was uh, committed that sort of led to Australians? Uh, it was a no. mass shooting. So they had a they had a Sandy Hook that led to their. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a school shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a YouTube you know video. You know, I watch a lot of these YouTube true crime things, uh, <laughs> and um, one of them was this brutal story of this uh, just not quite right Australian dude who he ended up with some money and uh, he, he just was never right in the head. And then just one day he just drove around just shooting everybody. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, what part of Australia it was in or any of that stuff. But um, I do recall towards the end of the video that that was one of the big events that led to a bunch of people just being okay with. Yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he was not a, um, mentally sound individual. Uh, really? (laughs) He was not okay. But before, yeah, before the shooting, they, that makes no sense to me. Like (laughs) I don't care how you could have the most fucked up person in the world, do the most horrendous crime in the world. How does that mean that I shouldn't have the right to defend myself against other people attacking me or the government taking my guns? Like, it, it, I don't get it. I've Australians, been, I don't get you. Well, I mean, you've heard, uh, I think it's, I want to say it's in China where, um, I mean, horrifically, uh, you know, instead of school shootings, um, you know, because they, they don't have access to firearms right. the same way, you know, we of course, do. Of course um, not. Uh, there's been many instances of people going into, uh, you know, elementary schools with just hammers. Yeah, or stabbings. Right. Yeah, yeah, Knives. yeah. I mean, so it, bombs. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, dude, if you if you if you're gonna do evil, that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah, we have a no, profound no, no, mental no. illness. It's infection yeah, it, it yeah. globally. It, that's that has gotten worse. An it doesn't, epidemic. It doesn't of, matter what tool you're gonna use. You know, if you're a fucking evil person, that's how it's gonna go. You know. So, 
That's all I got to say about that. But yeah, the food in Thailand is fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Great segue. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, so, dude, we found a couple fucking killer spots out there, man. Like, there was that one fucking Iranian spot that I found Ooh. that we ate there. Like, Ali's. Like, Ali's breakfast, lunch, dinner, basically. Um, yeah, man. Dude, it was, yeah, it was cool. You know, just scoping out new spots and, um, you know, in between training just dude ripping up and down the bikes or the you know you sent me that picture of you on a scooter with a bucket hat and tank top (laughs) dude i i went full bucket hat dude i was like fuck yeah dude i don't give a fuck hell yeah yeah man it was dude it was super fun man like uh, we're, we're, uh, we're oh, this looks like uh like a undercover ca guy trying trying to buy (laughs) fucking cocaine in florida right now (laughs) I'm cool. I'm yeah. good. Like, hey, guys, you guys like, got any uh, lines to yeah, sell? You have party? Yeah. How did you guys stack up against the competition there? I feel like I did pretty good. Uh, there was a couple of New Zealanders, actually. Not the lady boys. We're talking about jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, dude. Clarification. Clarif- <laughs> uh, well. I sacked up against the lady boys pretty. Yeah, I don't oh, know. you went silent yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, just like, <laughs> oh my bad. As oh, I'm, as I'm, as I'm, uh, Jake, talk about jujitsu for a my while. shirt. Yeah, like, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, no, there was a couple. Why are you two? kicking me in the shin? Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Your name is Mr. Thompson. Uh, no, Jake actually had some fucking trouble with this New Zealander. So did I, this. These motherfuckers. Really? Those two dudes from New Zealand with the crazy fucking guards, they were cumbersome. Yeah, that fucking that. But those those are probably the only two dudes that yeah I really had trouble with. I mean, that, I guess that were in my uh, you know category category you know, level exactly. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. They were they were blue belts or uh, yeah, one was a blue belt, one was a purple belt, and I mean the guy that was fucking with Jake, he actually got his black belt out there. This guy's just sick cunt. He got his black belt from Craig right. Jones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Craig. Oh, yeah. wow. Is that, that happens? I don't understand your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. So you could go to Thailand <laughs> and train with someone that you've never met before and they give you a black belt? That's that's not what he said. No, no, no. Um, so this is a, okay. he's talking about a gentleman yeah. from New Zealand, mm-hmm. which is uh, close to Australia. And um, so they, I'm pretty sure he got his brown belt from Craig as well, because uh, the New Zealanders and the Australians are are pretty tight, by and large. So they all they all train and they breed together. You mm. know? Yeah, there's but there's cross pollination. Yeah, don't 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 ever um, don't ever mistake an Aussie for a Kiwi or a Kiwi for an Aussie because they'll fucking the uh, they'll it's, shit, like, it's like calling the the, uh, the yeah. Scottish the Irish and vice versa. I wouldn't know I get that, that all the fucking time. Yeah, uh, the the gentleman that got his black belt was someone. So we we got there a couple of days earlier, and you know I I messaged Craig, and the day before the camp starts, I said, "Are we, we training today, or what are we doing?" That was cool. He let us know, and so we all meet up at the gym, and this is comprised mostly of people who have been to the camp before, or are part of the, or you know the, you know the in crowd with the the camp, you know people that know Craig, you know or whatever the case is. And um, so it's it's not like a private training session, but if you're going there for the first time, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know to show up to the gym to t- train the day before with everybody. Um, this has happened to me before where I bumped into Craig at the coffee shop in Thailand, and I'm like, where are you training? He's like, let's train. And I ended up 
you know, spending a day just Craig and I training, you know, it's because oh, he nice. hasn't started yet. Yeah, that was like years ago. But how do you match up with that guy? You don't have to answer that. I mean, uh, the first time I did a round with Craig, uh, it, I made it through the round with it without him scoring on me or obviously I didn't score on him, uh, <clears throat> which to me is like a win. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, the next that wasn't the time I'm describing where it was just he and I. Um, the day, the time it was just he and I training, <clears throat> we set the timer for five or six minute rounds or something like that. And I think the first round went exactly the same as the first time we had trained with no, no score, you know, and then the second round, uh, let's just assume, assume he, he scored, started scoring on me. And then the third round is when he started like subbing me and, you know, it just kind of goes downhill. Yeah. I mean, he's so good. And when you're rolling with, uh, somebody that you want to learn from uh it's very difficult it's difficult to implement your game and at the same time observe theirs you have to, right. it's it's you can't disassociate these parts of your brain right. where i'm i'm doing but i'm also observing it's for lack of a better you got to watch film afterwards right to just see what happened well yeah you can't study something and participate in it at the same time, I guess, sure. is a better way of saying it. And, you know, I'm sure someone out there is yelling at me about that. But maybe that's not the best way of saying it. But as it pertains to jujitsu, you, I, I have trained with a good many high-level people of whom their game I'm, I'm really interested in learning from. And when I find myself in a competitive environment with them, I've realized that I tend to do worse because I'm 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 trying to you, study what you, they're doing. You're paying live. attention to what they're doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what you're doing, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of that with Craig, and he's so so good. I mean, he's he's doing things that, uh, from a technical perspective, that lead to me halting like production of an offense or defense of any yeah. kind, and just kind of like you're stopped to watch like a campfire burn for a while. I want to just see what the fuck is going on right here. Um, yeah, so for, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. How he's about to separate my shoulder from my body. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I have, I have learned a lot from that guy. Uh, this, this particular camp was no exception, but this New Zealander dude, that got his black belt, um, on this day before the camp started, I, we, we went for a roll and just right in, right into it. I said, I could just tell this, guy has one of the most unique guards I think I've ever experienced. It just felt dangerous everywhere. Hmm. And at one point he, he mounted an offense. So like he jumped into a leg attack on me that had me sort of retreating. Uh, it was very masterfully executed and extraordinarily dangerous. This guy had a very dangerous guard. Um, but you know, I was, I was able to uh, catch him in that one round we did mm -hmm. and then we didn't cross paths again for whatever reason <laughs> what, what'd you I, catch him with uh north south nice yeah um you know the 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 knee cut pass is is powerful and uh stopping inside control is getting increasingly passe and uh it's becoming more and more prominent to go to north south um, because side controls, you know, people are getting better at uh, getting out of side exploiting right. um, vulnerabilities to that position. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole octopus guard thing is 
almost designed almost entirely around the premise of exploits that exist from a side control perspective. Not uh, to some significant degree, that's true. Um, but you know, going going north south and picking up the strangle is uh, I I I'm, I think I'd already passed on this guy once, and the side control game was just like okay, this is pointless to be here because uh, he can almost escape at will. You know, and this is when he and I are probably close to the same size. You know, I always feel like everybody's stronger than me. So I would say, you know, I just don't feel like uh, outmanning this person in this position is an option. So you got to got out angle them. So anyways, north, south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that New Zealander, yeah, he got me in a He's fucking... He's a good dude. He got me in a triangle. Couldn't understand a fucking word he said. Yeah, no, dude. He, they, <laughs> they were from the fucking depths of the fucking South Island, as far as I'm concerned. Because, yeah, it was... I mean, it, it, they say we have, like, movie star English or whatever it is, you know? And oh, yeah. Fucking... I fucking... I, the first time I went to... I did a tour of Europe and went through... Came through Germany. Germany is the Texas of Europe, where you spend like <laughs> two weeks there. Okay. And you can you pick it up pretty quick. Sure. Because it's all kind of it's derivative of the same words. So you're like meat, fleischen, flesh, meat. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so it's it's very easy to retain the words. And w- after a week in Germany, it's like okay, I can order my way around a restaurant. I can ask where the bathroom is. I can you know get like basic directions and you know. Tell, tell people, like, I don't speak German, I apologize, or whatever. I went to Scotland, like, what the fuck are they saying, dude? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what these people are saying. Should have watched uh, Train Spotting a couple times. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Is there a local porta potty I can dive into and look for some drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what else? What else? So. Blockheads from Perth, <laughs> crafty New Zealanders. Yep. Um, so you guys were specifically jiu-jitsu, but you guys, so you were Tiger Muay Thai, right? Nobody went to Tiger no, no, this time. No, oh, really? Nobody went to Tiger. That make no, that no. up? Yeah, we kind of yeah, dipped yeah. into the... I'm on this melatonin, so I make Dude, sure that's my fucking killer yeah, boo yeah. over here. No, um, yeah, killer fucking <laughs> boo-boo. Uh, actually, class, we, we, we only... We, we probably segued poorly away from the whole AKA conversation, actually. Yeah. Um, so so was, you went over to AKA and started teaching over there. Yeah, there's a, a guy that used to train with us here in California that gets a uh, mil, you know retired military pension mm-hmm. um, and just like ended up going over there. And great way to live. You know, if, if you're out of the military and they're paying you, you know, a couple grand a month. Right. And you're you're done. Like do your go, things, do, son. go yeah. to do Thailand and thing, build boy. a life. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no um, shit, dude. But you know, he he loves jujitsu and ended up uh, picking up like an assistant instructor job over there, just kind of based on the time he had spent training here. Uh, he's doing really well. I didn't know him too well here. Yeah. Got to know him a little bit on this trip. He's a good dude. Um, but he, you know, he asked if uh, I would, you know, run a run a class or so out there and. Which I did, and uh, off one of the main roads there, there's just this sign that just says AKA Thailand, and it points, you know, left. And you drive essentially down like a Thai country lane with shanties and shacks and, uh, you know, forests, so, banana trees. And it was, I, I feel so, like it was so ridiculous. I feel like I, uh, I, I kind of, I don't want to hide things from you. So I feel like I put my cards on the table here. Is that Paulie told me that this has happened to you, and then he told me that your 
doing the classes, but they're big on the social media and the production. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they got cameras, and then they mic'd you up. I got. If I understand. I got correctly. caught. I got caught pretty flat. <laughs> so do you? One. If you could imagine, because Paulie and I worked together, the conversation, the imitations that we were doing of you, of like, ah, it's like, all right, so then you know, from Ashi, go here, go ahead and grab the ankle, like, two planes, three buildings. Does that make sense, to anyone? <laughs> you just kind of like fade off. Epstein did not like, kill Dude, himself. what did that guy mutter into the mic that like uh, I have to watch these videos? Like, I, I hope he makes me proud. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! I, you know, they. I, I wish I had. I, I would have loved to have. Is he that or like he's dude? At what point did he start just uh, doing the excite bike thing? Excite bike, excite bike theme. You know, I mean, that's that's what I would have thrown in there. Um, <laughs> these guys caught me on my heels so hard because I'm like I'm teaching a class and then like this, the, it's like the doors open <laughs> and this team of cameramen run out yeah. and they're just on everything. These guys really? are serious about their marketing. This this AKA situation out here, especially in Thailand. So we're gonna is, see this shit. It's out there. It's already out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only that, like when I say serious, already it was out the next day. Wow, dude, I watched the shit and I was like, oh, that kind of looks kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, how do we find it? I mean, pull that shit up. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I mean, uh, da, 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 da. where's, where's, how does, how does Instagram? So, so I didn't, Paulie, I, I didn't yeah. want to like preemptively call you out, but I was like, man, I hope that guy muttered some insane shit into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, for so sure, good. dude. I was thinking the same thing. I was there's like, something so amazing. Like someone who has gotten to elevate it to the level that they're teaching something. So obviously, you know, they're very good at something. Sure. And the, and I just, I love, I've seen musicians do this. I've seen artists do this. They get to that upper echelon and then they just subvert it with this weird shit or they <laughs> or they can it's one of the most admirable things i've ever seen it's like andy kaufman kind of shit or they completely abandon where they came from and just adopt the mainstream kind of narrative right like never mind now i've made it i am this guy that's on tv i'm on dude you know, i don't celebrated. even think i don't even think it was gonna, that I, th I think dude just I mean, reached reached out to fucking this guys made this yeah and this is pretty fucking badass is actually. that instagram yeah what's the uh the film the, the I'll, fucking, I'll send it what's yeah the way that they did the filming was pretty good too i don't yeah, know i was i was high tech man it looks bad i was i was totally piling out and while he Kelly was doing that so oh yeah yeah was what just, happened there i was just being a fucking dirt bag after camp so i only had a couple days left but jake was staying there for what another uh you were probably there, there. wow yeah you were there for a while so one day I, too long yeah i just say. i just kind of fucking fell off after camp you know whatever we had this running joke here because so jake lives two houses down from me and next to jake in between us is my in-laws my wife's family and then my father-in-law is kind of the neighborhood, I don't know, the mayor of the neighborhood, I guess you can call him. <laughs> king of the school. He, king yeah, of the school. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And then he keeps saying, he just, he has his eye on everything, but he also kind of fills in some of the gaps in his head with his own ideas. So he was talking like two weeks ago, like, I think Jake's back. I'm like, I don't think he is. I think, <laughs> <laughs> the next day is like, hey, you know Jake's back. Yeah, Jake was over here earlier, rifling through your shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he stole my chairs. You know that, right? <laughs> There's also this running joke. Everything is missing. Like Jake has it as well. Well, he does think all white people look the same. So, yeah. <laughs> so for a solid week, he's like, you know Jake's back. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> pretty sure he's not. Dude, when I ran into him at college, eventually you give up after like day four. You're like. 
Yeah, I should go over and say hi to him. Yeah, I'm seeing him on Instagram, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, when I ran into yeah Sam at at Costco, he's like, dude, you're sleepwalking right now. I was like, dude. Yeah, he's. I saw Paul. I just man. look. Of I, just, I didn't believe him. I was like, no, you didn't. I was like, <laughs> dude, I just got back off of you know it was, yeah, twelve hour flight and, oh, dude, I must have paid like fucking almost nine hundred bucks or whatever just to like upgrade. I mean, drink, 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 boom, boom, boom. I fucking passed out. I had nobody next to me, and I wake up, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Like, where the hell am I? I got home at probably 12.30 or something, like Tuesday morning, and I'm just sitting there just wide awake, and I'm looking at the clock. I'm about to text Jake, just like, hey, dude, made it home. What the fuck's going on over there? You know, because it's 14, what was it, 14, 15 hours difference. Mm-hmm. So it took me so long to like reacclimate. I just stayed awake, and I went to Costco that day and just started buying stuff. And <laughs> I don't even—I was throwing shit in the fucking shopping cart. Got trampoline, got some rollerblades. <laughs> I was like, I need this. I need. I need. House. Yeah, I need all of these things. Fucking Two big screen yeah. TVs. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sammy's like, Hey, Paulie, how you That's doing? That's an employee, sir. Yeah, no, just not like, for sale. <laughs> I'm looking around. Like, what, what, what? What's going on here? And he was like, Dude. You look like you're sleepwalking. I was like, I don't know where I'm at right now. Like, I will not how, remember this conversation. Yeah, that's that's how bad the fucking jet lag was. I don't know how bad it was for you, dude, but I mean, yeah. I honestly, like, I didn't. I bypassed all the jet lag by getting fucking you, sick as fuck. Uh, I could imagine, yeah. Like, it, it's funny. I was thinking about that this morning. Like, I slept through the night last night. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I just stayed awake. I couldn't sleep through the whole uh, experience. Oh, yeah. Um, it was weird that that broke the jet lag thing. Just being deathly ill, totally worth it. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, so that's the new pro tip. Ten of ten. So, yeah. Would, so, yeah. Exactly. Would poison again. Yeah. Stop fucking taking probiotics. Fucking yeah. Fuck yourself up fuck and it. yeah and just eat street food. I honestly like, right I don't even know plane. if AIDS could have cured this fucking shit. <laughs> Probably <dude>. not. <laughs> this, this was brutal. I've I have been there before when I was on a flight to Singapore. I remember one of my favorite things when we uh, hypothetically were training during the pandemic, and uh, no, you weren't. Freaked, man. freaked no, out weren't. about COVID hypothetically. I'm so freaked. And out. Uh, I remember. Sitting on the mats, I think it was a Saturday morning, and one of the younger kids, it was like a super hot day. So I was like, w- there's like standing, a standing half inch of water on the mats. And someone took the shirt off, ran, and just slid across the mats like belly first. <laughs> and I was sitting next to you, Jake. Jake looks over and he goes, I think COVID's afraid of us. <laughs> well put, dude. Well put. Well, and you had this vision of COVID like opening the door, like, oh, fuck this, dude. Well, that was, that was, you know, where I started thinking, like, think about the the math here. That's uh, we talk about this all the time. Well, yeah. there. When I was a kid, I had some book that was like, I don't know if it was like a math book or riddle book or what it was, but it was basically like, here's how you know vampires aren't real. Mm-hmm. Let's say you got one vampire and he's got to go out every whatever and bite somebody, creates another vampire, 
and then now you got two and they got to go out every boop and so like the logarithmic accumulation of so you were learning exponential math at like the, the age of four you what weren't? a great way to learn it <laughs> yeah. right yeah, that's brilliant okay <laughs> i don't think you guys realize who you're talking to stick with me here. No, I, i'm with him on this so I'm fully in yes yeah. <laughs> so the uh, communicability of covid is is the big threat right how yes. okay so um, and you have this room of let's let's just assume prohibition jujitsu consists of hypothetically five hypothetically in, in Minecraft we had in Minecraft jujitsu fifty people yeah right in a in well, a let, room let's 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 scale it down we got like five people training okay we got two people doing a round and one sitting out right stick <laughs> in hand and um. Okay, so these these people I got two New Zealanders against the wall. <laughs> whatever these people, whenever these people are in the room, everything that each of them has gets spread around. They all become vampires, right? Yeah. Okay, so they all leave the room. They go to separate parts of the map, and they meet with their friends. Assuming there's friends, families, and loved ones, yeah. or you know, they're just fucking truckers or whatever the hell's going on, strippers, and you know, they're touching others. <laughs> these people don't just go home and stare at the fucking microwave, right? There's other people involved in their life. This is at their homes, right? The people that have met them at their homes, they weren't at the gym. They were elsewhere. They were on other parts of the map, and they coalesce in the homes of the people that are now vampires, right? So they come to the homes, and they become vampires themselves. And then the next day, they go back to where they were, and then they come back, and this, this cycle continues to repeat logarithmically. Yeah. And... This is how we know, based on the fact that these five people never fucking get sick. Yep. Never become vampires. They they, they actually don't become vampires. Uh, boys and girls. <laughs> sorry. <It's>, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, uh, based on the communicability, uh, you would think that this this vampire factory just couldn't exist. Totally. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Sorry, was I doing that? Rate and review the <laughs> podcast. No, this is the perfect do that one too. Perfect moment. Uh, and uh, we're not on YouTube right now because we're remodeling the studio, and it's just it's, it's too ugly to look at right now with all the sheetrock dust. Is and, it me? It's a, yeah. Also, I didn't want to say it definitely loud. Base for radio with our guests. Um, you know, yeah. The human Simpson <laughs> character. Yeah. That's uh, so. What you're talking about, Jake, is what we brought up several times what we call the walk out the front door test it's like i don't know i could look at all the medical data i want and look at all the fear porn headlines and everything but i go to this place everyone's let's just say it's only the five people no one's getting sick like no none of this seems to be real none of this seems to exist in reality only time i got sick in this whole affair was after like a fucking two-day coke bender <laughs> same shit exactly same shit i was on a fucking bender actually jake had to fucking call me he's like "Polly, are you all right dude and i was like are you he goes i go oh fuck dude man like oh, i'm not doing good man yeah, I, was you like, know no, I got nobody to blame but myself yeah, yeah exactly no shit this is all fucking wait yeah. you guys said zinc Ah, uh, yeah. said, oh, that, no, okay. no. Yeah. <laughs> i mean whatever one of that white uh, you fucking damn that. autocorrect yeah, yeah. Jacob Hargrove, he's a uh, black belt in the uh, this is, I used to train with him. I trained it's actually with him another one that's set the half, music and stuff. Uh, he's a leg lock specialist, and uh, he came in today to teach us some leg locks, so we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jacob Hargrove. 
been training for probably 25 years or so here in Thailand, visiting, training. Uh, stopped by AKA Thailand. This place is beautiful. That place is amazing. Here. I recommend compound, it to anybody. I will say. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Um, here, I'll send you another Hell one. Hell yeah, dude. I'll send That's you another awesome. one. Uh, and that whole uh, like sound bite that you just heard. We should put it on the Liberty fucking, Tree Instagram. Okay. One take. They just literally, I, I'm like, some dude clipped a mic to me and started asking me questions with the camera in my face. That whole clip you just heard, just out of my ass with no ums or uhs, just ran with yeah, that's pretty. That's good. how good yeah. you are, dude. Just, yeah. just not only a black belt in hey. jiu-jitsu, also a black belt in media. An articulate man. In uh, public speaking. Uh, so tell us about the lady boys. Uh, oh, I got a lady boy story. <laughs> um, yes, he does. No, I mean, Paulie and I were drinking. Yeah. We had dinner, got a couple drinks, parted ways. As you as you want to do. So are you? So so, so I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth or draw a parallel, okay. but the times that I toured Europe, it became like almost like a trope, like almost like a consistency. Is like once you get to Amsterdam, is there's certain that certain sketchy member of the crew or the band like. I'm going to peel off, just go look at some architecture. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Uh, in the red light district. In, 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 uh, yeah. in Thailand, it's, you can have yeah. anything in the world. Yeah. Like, seriously. Whatever the hell you want. And uh, you, somebody that's got no self control is going to run themselves probably into to jail, honestly. Yeah. Um, or worse. I've heard some stories about Thai jail. I don't, yeah, yeah worse being dead, maybe, but That's like, I, was, I don't want um, nothing to do with that. But yeah, like, exactly. uh, every, probably every single time I've gone there, you know, you keep that in mind. Don't have any like uh, serious vices where I'm, I'm here to like nurture my vices. Here I'm sure. here to do jujitsu. Um, but inevitably, there will be that one night where you're like, Ah, maybe tonight I'll fuck it. I'll fuck yeah, with this dude. Thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, my my first Thai story is like uh, it's not gay if you're in Thailand. Yeah, he, uh, he and I <laughs> parted ways once again, yeah, and yeah. I wandered out to the main road. This is before I was even brave enough to drive a scooter in Thailand. And <laughs> this uh, is so funny. Yeah, and fucking um, so afraid to drive a scooter. <laughs> I mean, like gay sex. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> this was this was way before the invention of free driving. Okay, I, I, okay. Uh, so, okay. This um, was, was this like twenty sixteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, yeah, dude, fucking. Oh so wait, I, are we getting into free love? I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you would call I, it. It, it was whatever. It was the probably not going to be free. It, yeah, <laughs> no, like I was in New probably Zealand. A dollar amount. I was in New Zealand. I had only been training for a couple of years at this point, and Hargrove knew that I was just like a fucking crazy traveler, like didn't give a fuck. And he sent me an email, and he was like, "Dude, going to fucking." Thailand, going to train, like, cool, I'll meet you guys out there, and then he fucking shows up, sure enough, fucking made that contact, but anyhow, oh, yeah. Yeah, we end up on an island, and we uh, we got there a couple of days before the camp, and we're just kind of experiencing Thailand for the first time, just kind yeah. of two dudes that know each other that are, like, wandering around, being like, what the fuck is all this upside down shit? Um and he's staying at a resort, and uh, there's like some sort of 
beach hut bar thing that we were at, like <laughs> totally run by like Thai pirates, straight was, pirate bar. Um, this thing was fucking sick. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We we decide, you know, the evening's coming. I wander away to the main road, and I'm I, this again before I had. I was I was too scared to cross the street on foot in Thailand first couple of days there. Uh, it's just that right. crazy. The roads are that nuts. Yeah. Um, so I'm waiting for some sort of tuk-tuk or taxi to drive by, and I'm waiting for a while. You know, five, ten minutes pass, and nothing's past the road. And I'm like, look down the street, and I just see a, you know, a, a structure with like pink neon lights. <laughs> I don't know anything about Thailand, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, all right. I just, I just wander a, a block or two up, you know, and it's a bar. <clears throat> It's always a bar in Thailand, right? And um, <laughs> and I I get there, and this is this is a long time, um, long time ago. But in my memory, there's the just like what what I'll refer to as sort of the quintessential gaggle of Thai women, all wearing like black mini dresses. In my mind's eye of this experience. And they're just sta- they're the only people there. And then there's a female bartender. So there's like seven or eight Thai chicks, all wearing mini dresses, just there, and the bartender. And I'm like walking past them, like like hope hope this will like will a strange dog bite? Like I don't fucking know. Sure. So I like wander up to the bar, and I'm like, uh, I need a taxi. Uh, I guess in a beer. So I order a beer. And um, the lady asked where I'm from. I said, I'm California. I've never been here before. I'm just trying to get back to my room. Do you know, like, are there taxis that come back and forth around here or what? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I look over at the group of women, and they're, like, in a football huddle. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, like, every couple of seconds, one will, like, look over, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? And then I'm like, I just turn back to my beer, and I start talking to the bartender about, like, what's up with the, you know, taxi situation around here the next thing i know there's like you know like a 17 year old thai girl in a black mini dress is sitting next to me and i'm like hi i don't know what sort of english capability she had but like she sat she asked if she could sit down like sure um i didn't know what to do with the situation i had a girlfriend here back here at the time and i was just like uh so just be safe he said hi you are you doing how you are? You are. Hi. Yeah. You're speaking. You're speaking in poly language now. Yeah, you're speaking in fucking straight up poly fucking. Ooh, ooh, do. Yeah. Uh, long story short, we we made about a total of three or four minutes of conversation before she said she wanted to come home with me, and uh, I got essentially uh, scared and ran out the front door of the place. <laughs> Dude. So rinse and repeat, yeah. Thailand. Uh, we're going. We're let's come full so circle let's, with this. Let's, uh, let's come just recap. Let's yeah. come full circle with yeah, this. Yeah. Let's, no, let's everybody re- will have yeah. one night in Thailand. Yes. Where they inevitably just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm not running out the front door on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so to recap your trip, uh, you flew to and trained at two of the most, like most world famous, like martial arts academies. Uh, ended up teaching a class, uh, tapped out several people, 
and um, ran away from a 17-year-old girl for the end of your trip, and then shit and puked yourself on the... No, the 17-year-old girl story is my for my first trip to Thailand. Hey, let's not, oh, let, okay. let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story here. Okay. Come on. All right. So I, what I'm trying to explain here is my indoctrination into the ways of Thailand streets. That's gotcha. the story I just told, right? Now, fast forward, you, you now understand how Thailand works. Yeah. If you, if you, you assholes just you, weren't listening. If I'm you get sorry. to the point where you understand how Thailand I, works, there will be a point where you say, okay, I'm going to work with Thailand. Yeah. And so, inevitably, there will be like... So, we were saying, like, if you've got vices, Thailand's not a great place to be because you can go there and they can run you into the ground. Yeah. Um, but we were there during uh, Song Kran, which is a Thai Big water uh, festival, right? New Year's, right? Dude, I chickened out. Of chickened all out. the nights, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really blow off any steam the whole time I was there, except for that night. That night, fucking, all the wheels came off. So, nuts. dude, I, uh, dude, I did fully... your chick make you quarantine for uh, like a few days before? Uh... She's not gonna hear this, is she? <laughs> no, we're not gonna put this on the internet or anything, yeah. oh, dude. No, no I, I don't know dude, how she would. <laughs> I, I fully chickened out that night. Dude, me and Hargrove, we were talking about going to this expat bar because there was this dude that uh, from Australia that uh, he married this Thai chick out there. It was all good, everything. You know, just be a bunch of, you know, whatever it was, ex-rugby ex players or, you know, guys that just show up, they'd play fucking American music. And all when you say crap. expat bar, you're talking about an American bar yeah, or yeah, it's an yeah. Australian bar? Well, the Australian that was married to a uh, Thai chick. Expat so, Australian. Yeah, expat Australian. Gotcha. Yes, if that's okay. a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Ex- expatriate yeah. just means yeah. you've ex- left ex- your country. You, you right? left you, Australia. You left okay, your country. Trying, trying, yeah, yeah, thank you, Jake. But yeah, dude. No, so like that, Barack Obama is an expat. He's from Kenya. Kenya, so. yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we were good. This was like the staple bar because the first or actually the second time we went out there, Jake was like living right next door. So I remember because there was this this uh, lady boy. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking a, about. That was in. Tran- <laughs> that was, there was this lady boy that was in on point. There was this lady boy that was in transition, I suppose, at this time. And you could like, oh, OK, you can kind of tell this next time we went over there. I was just like, that's. That's a chick. Like, what the fuck? Like, I knew, like, I could recognize the face. And I go, this is how much work these people have put into their body. Are you saying that you recognize this guy from the, the first tits. time you... Great tits. Oh, great fucking The tits, tits. were... The, t- dude, the, the tits, tits they, were they do good tits in Thailand. Great bolt-ons. Uh, More fuck sure, This dude. is still Absolutely. a dude, though. Yeah, no, but it's still a dude. And then, you know, she'd try and fucking lower her voice, but then as soon as you hear the... She? Like, you don't want to lower your voice if you're a chick. Yeah, but or uh, excuse me, upper her voice. Oh. But as soon as it would lower, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember. I was just like, "Oh fuck, I remember you, Gary." <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I had sex with you last I time like, I was here. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Damn, you're looking good, girl. Yeah, or, or dude. dude. Yeah, I don't. Dude, know. you're looking yeah, good. Yeah, dude, you're looking good. <laughs> hey, Gary, nice nipples. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. real. My my story was much more of like a surprise because I ended up family friend. Oh, so so back to your back to your point. Yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't twist off and say, okay, I, I'm gonna go. So if your kids are listening uh, right now, maybe uh, stop it after Jake's story. We 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 separated. I said I'm gonna grab one more beer before I, oh, yeah. I turn this, in. I I, I passed the street I'm staying on, and you're you're eventually gonna drive past a bar in Thailand, no matter where you're at. So I 
I see a bar and I pull over and the stereotypical quintessential gaggle of Thai chicks are at a table, whatever. I order a beer, walk to a different table, sit down by myself. I was telling this story last night. Yeah. I, I look over at the table and I see from behind a female form mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't look bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it ends up that this is Paul that you're looking at, then I'm we're shutting <laughs> off the podcast right now. Well, you never know, dude. Uh, <laughs> man, man knows what a man wants. So better, be better hair than Paul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Very much so, fuck, dude. Um, and you know, I just like my theory here is my eyes just sort of rested on this person for more than person five seconds, non-gender specific. Well, at this, at this time, I, I looked over. I'm like, oh wow, they got a hitter over there. You know, something like that, and uh, that was it. Turned back to my beer, and next thing you know, pat, 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 pat. feet come up. Someone sits down next to me. I turn and look, and it's just fucking, um, you know, Eddie from fucking Iron Maiden <laughs> sitting next to me. <laughs> just like, okay, um, Dang it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what? What? You know. Uh, what How common is that? Like, I mean, so you sent us that not video. It's, it's a big part of, of all of culture, those right? women singing "Happy Birthday" to you. Yeah, and you know, obviously, the joke is that every single one of no, them no, no, no. There was only boy. one in that group. There was only one that specific video that I sent. As far as I know, I mean, I didn't fucking uh, crocodile Dundee to these folks. Um, <laughs> I right, don't, don't uh, overwhelm us with medical terminology. <laughs> <laughs> the story, would you? Yeah. 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 Um, medical. Uh, there was only one definite Katoy in that whole group that of that video of like what 12 chicks singing me happy birthday in that yeah. video. Right. Or whatever the number was. Uh, so I, in my mind, um, it's not as like prominent. I mean, you, you think that like, four out of every five long-haired people in thailand is a dude it's it's not that's not been my experience and i actually i have checked so good <laughs> let's play this part for your chick no uh, i, I definitely have do yeah no it's i mean it's it's not that predominant <clears throat> in that culture but yeah it's just it's they're out there they're, they're definitely out there yep you gotta bend your toes right i'll find you <laughs> oh and they and they will fucking hunt you down as well yeah <laughs> i mean Again, like I said, man knows what a man But like, wants. you know, you're a, for me, it's like, I don't really have a fully functional gaydar because I just don't, I don't think about that kind of stuff No, and uh, on average, you know, it's like, it's not on my, I, I don't see the person and like assess like exactly what it is I'm looking at. I have been told that this in front of me is a lady boy and I'm just like, no fucking way that it's. You're just like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and on the other side of that, as we were discussing last night, it could be like, you know, your 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 uncle with a fucking barrette in his hair. <laughs> it's like someone really not yep. trying. Yeah. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs>